Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Welcome to episode 86 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and you're listening to a bonus episode for July 2013. Now, why is it a bonus episode? Well, I'll tell you. This month is G-Fest, and I'm doing the second annual, I guess you could call it, uh, live podcast from the festival in about a week and so what i thought it would uh, i thought it would be great to actually play this interview because a g fan and an organizer of g fest came to visit me uh stan hyde came down to portland with his family and i was able to you know coerce him to come hang out here in the kaiju cast hq and talk about his love for godzilla talk about organizing g fest talk about all sorts of cool stuff but it, it seemed like a great time to actually release this this interview so Without further ado, and uh, not too much fanfare, please welcome Stan Hyde to the Kaiju Cast. I totally wanted to sit here and do like an inside the actor's studio kind of thing and be like, the name synonymous with Godzilla fandom, and, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't think of anything. Stan Hyde, welcome to the Kaiju Cast HQ. Wow, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming down to Portland. Oh, well, Portland's great, so... Uh, you guys are uh, no strangers to the Rose City. You've been here several times, and I know we've hooked up. Now, this is the second time, but welcome back. Oh, I, I'm glad to be back. No, it's Portland, one of my favorite towns. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, it's a great place. It's got the best bookstore in the world. And, yeah, Powell's, yeah. Books. Powell's Books. I take yeah. everybody that visits to Powell's. It's like... yeah. 
It's a requirement if you're going to chauffeur somebody around the city. You gotta you gotta take them to Powell's. You gotta take them to Voodoo Donuts. You gotta take them to uh, I don't know. It kind of depends. You can take them to big ass sandwiches. You can take them to. I ate crayfish for lunch, but oh, you know, right on. Crayfish places, right on. Too, so. so, Stan, yep. or should I call you Steve? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you? Uh, oh right, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, 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 Steve. Yeah, yeah. What's Steve, up with yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll just cut that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not. Whatever. No, whatever. The, yeah, uh, it's okay. Um, what's your? Uh, I. I always considered you a model guy, but last time we hung out, you were you were like, no, I'm just I'm not the model guy. I'm just a general like Godzilla fan and film historian. Or yeah, I'm well, I'm a total film geek. Film geek, yeah. and and my professional job, like it, Kate always goes, you write articles about toys and you write articles about models, but that's like not what you do. And, right. And how did you get stuck with that? And it's like it's not like being stuck with it because I love that stuff and building models is one of the the best things I do, but professionally i'm a film teacher and a theater teacher right and you know for high school kids but it's also international schools and i've helped design you know film study programs for for kids and and i've you know written an online with a bunch of other guys film course right and so you know actually i'm a i'm a film film historian's not the right word i, I i'm a taught f- by famous monsters of filmland um film teacher you know? That is film history, in my opinion. Well, well so. it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of the things when I, I first started going to meetings with all these other guys who were academics who were building this film program, a couple guys said, you know what? You were born to do this. You were born to teach this stuff. And I didn't <laughs> want to say, yeah, it's not what I did in university. I was like a writing student, an English student in university. And, you know, I read Famous Monsters, though, and that made me, you know, understand about film and, and lifelong addiction to film and everything that has to do with film. So that's, you know, really where it started. But anyways, I mean, that is what I do professionally. So the model stuff is like, yeah, my, my hobby and I love it. And I've written lots of articles about it, but Kate's always going, why don't you write some articles about some of the other stuff, you know, you know, and yeah, which I have done. There's an issue of mad scientists that has a, what I think is a killer article about how doors and windows are part of the essential mise-en-scene of horror movies. I think it's the best thing I've ever written, but nobody's ever said, wow, that was such a great article. <laughs> so maybe like, shut up, you know, like Martin said it was okay, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody out there will, will now know that you, you please have written that. I'm, I'm looking yeah. for it. I'm going to retire next year. So if anybody's looking for somebody with these job qualifications, who knows a <laughs> hell of a lot of Godzilla too, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you, the the competition for a Godzilla historian might be might be a little steep, though. Well, I you know, and and it, the other thing is that with, in terms of Godzilla and in terms of film, my real interest is actually not necessarily history, but interpretation. And and I'm I don't even know how to approach this. I think one of the coolest things about fandom, mm-hmm. I think one of the most impressive, most wonderful things about Godzilla fandom, is that. There was nobody out there writing learned books on Godzilla. There was no academic. There might be now, but there was no academic out there whose, whose, you know, reason for living was reason for whatever tenure was. I'm writing books about Godzilla. I'm writing books about what happened at Toho Studios and people like Ed Godswicheski and Steve Rifle and, and all these people who came from, you know, John Rocco Roberto and, 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 and the, the guy who, his name I'm forgetting, who's passed away now, but, uh. Oh, Guy. Guy Tucker. Tucker yeah. You know, and, and uh, going back even farther to like Greg Shoemaker and the Japanese fantasy film journal, 
all of those people and JD Lee's and, and, and G fan, all of those people basically went out there and discovered all this information that at first, I think even in Japan, they weren't discovering. Like now there's kind of a tradition of doing that there. But in some ways, I think the North American tradition kind of preceded what happened in Japan and kind of was inspirational for it. I, I, I don't know if that's completely accurate because there was a lot of fandom over there too. But the bottom line is, that wasn't academic research. It was right. fans, you know, that went out and, and got this vital information about who did what and how, how that creation was done. And I think ah, Godzilla fans should be proud of that. Like that's a proud, that kind of oral history oh, preservation that's, is. That's cool yeah. that yeah. we sort of, what, what began here in the East. Yes, you know, I know. You know yeah. or I guess we're the West, in the West. Far East. But, but you know, the fact that, you know, kind of internationally, like, you know, people went out and, and found and said, look, we value this, you know, like it's hard for filmmakers because, you know, my professional capacity, I know that filmmakers very often have a very different attitude than fans do because for them it's a job. Right. And sometimes their idea about their job is like all of us, they might not value their job too much because day to day it's what they do to feed their family and it may not be their first love. You know, mm -hmm. and, and even somebody who's very good at something, you know, I had a letter from Jim Damsworth once because I'd asked him to be a guest at a convention, but I talked to him about some other things, you know, and, and one of the things he said, well, you know, like monsters aren't exactly my first great love, you know, it's what I do. And I really like being a stop motion animator, but you mm -hmm. know, it, it, when you ask me questions about various movies, I probably don't know yeah. the answers <laughs> except for the ones I worked on because, you know, yeah. I, you know, I'm more interested in Japanese jazz, I think he said in the letter, than I, you know, <laughs> nice, nice. Japanese movies, you know, and it's like true. I mean, that's the thing. They're filmmakers. They have a job and it may not be their love the way in a way fan love transcends what, you know, the day to day work. But but it's good, I think, on one level that that fans have gone out there to get that history. And I think it's also good in a way. I mean, I think that's why conventions are great. You know, obviously, I've been associated with G-Fest for a long time, but it doesn't matter which convention we're talking about. Right. Where you bring people over who've been involved in that. And I think in many cases, it's really made them go, oh, these people like us, like me. Yeah, value appreciate what, I did. what, we what appreciate happened. Yeah. happened. Yeah. And it's not just they're a bunch of weirdos who you know it's like they really care and i know in in several cases i think it's made a real a real difference to them to do that so i think fandom's been great that way in terms of oral history and in terms of making people feel like okay what we did people care about that that changed their lives it made them different people and that's, yeah that's, that's I, I think that's actually that's a really good point to just bring up in general is that i without the fans of the genre you know the people who were part of that uh, making the genre just have no no real connection to how how popular or how important it is to the to those people so like any like i've been to g fest a few times not a long time uh attendee by any means but you know seeing how moved the actors the talent is when they come over how moved they are when they come over uh, and they see the reaction that they're getting from so many people. It's really touching, yeah. really touching. It really is touching. I mean, I, there's a few times I remember. I mean, the direct. I'm so bad correctly pronouncing Japanese names. So I'm I'm uh, I'll, I'll be careful here with it. You know, people go, <laughs> "Oh my God, that idiot!" You know, Bill Goodmanson will always correct my Japanese pronunciation. It's like Bill, I'm so in awe of you because you're correct, but I'm so bad. People know? who listen to this podcast also have tried to listen to another podcast where the host uh, gets everything wrong all the time. So you're you're fine. Okay, because you know it's like I'm the kind of guy. Who, I was in Tokyo once, and we were in a, a store that sold socks with 
you know, like toes in them. And, and I was trying to tell the, the store owner how cute they were. I was there with my daughter and I go, Oh, Kawaii, which is scary. Like Kawaii is <laughs> right, right, right. goes, no, no, not Kawaii. And he does like a witch imitation. <laughs> I go, Oh, right. Okay. So anyways, but what I was going to say was, uh, I, I think it's Mr. Uesa who is the director of Gamera. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, when he was given the mangled skyscraper award, which I had something to do with conceiving that process. Um, and, and I've been really happy about it that, you know, he said, I, I, I think he said, I, I haven't had an award since I was in grade nine. You know, <laughs> and, and I think the fact that, you know, That's it was awesome. like, you know, we love you. You know, that was, that was a big part of all our childhood, you know, yeah. and, and we're really thankful for that. And I know when we had, um, from King Kong Escapes, uh, Rhodes Reason, mm-hmm. I think at first he didn't even realize that, like, he thought maybe it was a joke or something that we were inviting him, you know, and it's like, you could see over the course of the weekend, he was kind of going from, are they going to hurt me to, <laughs> to kind of bemused fascination, like what they think they, they like that to like, okay, these guys are fans of me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah we want to be the commander of the yeah. atomic submarine and go get King Kong too. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter that King Kong looks kind of funky in that movie. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, and, and, and just <laughs> to see his transition over the weekend to sort of like, okay, these people, you know, care. And I, I guess the most gratifying was Akira Takarada because he, you know, I mean, he just, I think he was just really amazed when, when he went for the first time and, and has been such a friend to everybody after that. I mean, when G fan, when G tour went over there, he arranged for us to go to Toho studios. And, and that was one of the joys of my life. I mean, we're outside Toho studio and there's a building there and there's a big window, I guess up on about the third floor. And so we're waiting outside and we see Mr. Takarada up in the third floor window and he's waving like a kid, like, Hey, you're all here. Nice. It's this weird moment of like, you're famous we're fanboys and some weird reversal is yeah, going yeah, on he's excited and you're to all, see you're, us yeah. you're happy to see us but i do think it's it's partly because there you know for all that we fight sometimes which i will not even talk about no we shouldn't uh, we won't not, yeah. um there is a lot of love that gets expressed and and it's love that it's important that it gets expressed because uh, to a lot of people this is a job I, i've just recently been on a movie set that i'm not supposed to talk about and we won't. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, what goes on there is work. It's really hard work. You know, mm-hmm. like what we get is the really fun part that's mythological and story and enjoyment and stuff like that. What everybody who's on a film set's doing is labor. You know, you've got to get your, you know, if you're an actor, you're focusing all the time on making what you do believable. If you're a special effects technician, you're making sure nobody gets hurt and everything comes off right and it's in the right place for the camera. And it's a lot of hard work. And, and to later on have people say, yeah, but that was really, that changed my life. You know, yeah. it wasn't just a job you did. Like I, we remember that forever. I think it really is meaningful to most people, not everybody, you know, anything else. Some people, you know, so what, you know, but, but for a lot of people. So I think that's a thing that fandom in general, Godzilla fandom has to be proud of. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of created a situation where people can express some feeling that, that, you know, is really valid. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's actually take a little bit of a step back when you brought up uh, G tour and I want to talk about G Tour okay. for a minute. But before I want to do that, we did I didn't really give you a very strong intro to the show and introduction here, but uh you uh work with G Fest, which is the convention put right. on essentially by G Fan magazine. Twenty years now. G Fest yeah. twenty coming G- this summer, yeah. Uh 
I I'm not sure that this is going to air before before sure, <laughs> go yeah, online yeah. before that. But uh, it's it's that's a long long time to run a convention, and and I know you're not the one running it every year, but you've been on the organizational side of things for I've a while. Been there. I, the first one I went to was '95, so I've been there for everyone since. There, there was one in '94. But most of the people who were there in 94 were involved with the magazine, which is like the fanzine had started before that. Right. And so it was, for a long time, there was this weird rumor, even for years afterwards, that it was a closed convention because the 94 convention huh. had been just a bunch of the writers and stuff and getting together in a Howard Johnson's and all talking and planning and stuff. And, and, but the first open convention was 95. But the, the, for years later, I would talk to some and they go, Oh, isn't that some kind of closed thing that only you get invited to? So, so, but it's been going on for a long time and and uh basically i've been lucky enough to be involved with it um since 95 and oh that's so, cool yeah so every year yeah i it's weird i went to a, a film teacher thing in chicago i guess in 93 maybe actually would have been a theater teacher thing and i got this cool poster that was godzilla and Ghidorah and the beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms and king kong walking down the street in the magnificent mile with like the John Hancock and everything. And I thought, well, this is the coolest thing I could bring home. It was some film festival that had been held there. Huh. And I thought, well, I'll never, I'll never be back to Chicago. Never. So never. <laughs> I will never see yeah. Chicago again. So the best thing I can get is this, you know, all these giant monsters in Chicago, because how weird would that be? And, and then, you know, <laughs> A year or so later, like two years later, it's like we're having a convention in Chicago and I've been back to Chicago every summer since 95. And it's one of the greatest things in life, honestly. That's awesome. Yeah. I I uh, I had a great time. See, my first G-Fest was in 99 here in the right. West there were Coast. Two, there the were West two West Coast, Coast, yeah. Coast ones, yeah. So 99, 2000, but I only went to the one in 1999. That was the first time ever. Oh. And I was... Uh, overwhelmed yeah. because it was my first one, and I didn't do it like in the grand scheme of things. I didn't do anything, right. uh, and so when I finally, you know, cast off my weird apprehension and figured out how to get to the show in 2009 for the first year right. that I did the podcast, uh, it was uh, it was really mind blowing how much stuff there is to do and how much programming goes into it and uh you know i'm not even to to talk about the 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 model room right, the right. artist alley sort right. of area the the guests all of the all the different stuff that goes on it was quite amazing and i i'm really really impressed with how g fest is run i you know one of the things i go back to like my first convention was a world con world science fiction convention in uh 1973 mm -hmm. and i was in high school, 17 years old, I was living in Vancouver and it was in Toronto. And, and maybe everybody doesn't know how far that is, but what that's, that's a few thousand miles to yeah. go. And it was like, I talked my dad into, okay, like I saved up some money. I'm going, I got a friend, the two of us are going, we're going to go by bus. And I got this talking to by my dad, which was quite good. Well, okay, take care of yourself. You got a phone number. Yeah. <laughs> if something happens, I'll give you, I'll send you enough money to nice. get back. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. my dad was the greatest guy ever. That That's the least of his greatness. He took me to all kinds of movies that he never wanted to see. Um, and, but, but that was my first convention. And I've, been involved in science fiction fandom you know from that time on in some capacity and and i'm a dinosaur now 
Um, so those conventions back in the 70s, those were all fan-run conventions. Mm. And when G-Fest started, there was a lot of discussion about what kind of thing it would be, even to the point of, I think at one point, people considering things like offering it to CreationCon, who run those big Star Trek conventions and yeah. stuff like that. Would you take this on? And and one of the things, if I've done anything for the convention, and JD, God bless him, if he's listened to anything, which has made it really work out well, and he has, he's been great about that. It's that it's a fan run convention. It's mm-hmm. run by fans and it, it, they work on programming and they work out for having a kid's room and they work for having an artist telling and they work for having models. And it's not just about, and, and they work for getting the guests in and having the oh, guests. Oh, yeah, in. for sure. In a situation where it's not like, like we have a new convention in town, in my town, that's been going for two years where you get like 30,000 people. And when you approach a guest, it's like, welcome to the table here. You plunk down the $20, $50, whatever for the photo, you know, or for right, the autograph, right. yeah. you know, and whereas G-Fest has continued to be a, a situation where the guests are in the hallway and you can walk up and talk to them. And, you know, for the most part, you know, you know, obviously they've got duties and you can't get in their face too much, but, you know, they're approachable and it's, it's a fan run convention. And I think that's great because there's less of those in the world than there used to be. And there's a lot more, I don't even think of the conventions, there's shows, you know, a show is okay. There's stuff for sale and there's things that are presented to you. They're not really panels or presentations. Sit down and listen to us. Okay. You know, we don't, you know, don't talk to us. We, you know, well, you can have a few questions, but I have and, a really yeah. good story about, yeah, 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 about yeah. last year's show. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I shared this on the podcast, but if I didn't, uh, then bonus. Um, I was the very first night of the show of the convention, the fest. I was waiting for the elevator on the second floor, and I was that hotel gets terrible reception. So right. I was sitting there on my phone, like trying to figure out like what the update, you know, what to say on Facebook or what have you. And then I look up. And uh, Friurasan was standing right in front of me in his uh, Ultra Seven, uh, his Ultra Guard <laughs> costume. So great! And I like, I was just like, okay, this is awesome. And I didn't know because I'd never seen Ultra Seven before. Right. And I was, I guessed, I was like, right. Friurasan, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he would, he would sort of like briefly brokenly in uh in japanese and in a little english uh, introduced each other ourselves to each other and he was super nice and it was it was a weird mixture of incredible timing and awkwardness and yeah. <laughs> it was well, cool it, you know that's what that's what i like about fan run conventions is the incredible mix of awkwardness and and, and timeliness <laughs> i mean w- w- with for yeah, forgive my pronunciation for son you know, one of the things I thought was, okay, well, at the awards banquet, we should we should sing the Ultraman theme song to him. And so I went to a few of the guys who I know would show up at Kaiju Confessions, which is a thing where I lead a sing along of songs from. Do you do that? When do you do that? And in, in, during the convention, usually it's one of the last. Usually it is the last kind of panel thing that's going on at Kaiju yeah. Confessions. I think I might actually be there this year. Yeah, for, this, for that. So you know, it's pretty goofy, and we dance and we sing songs and stuff. So there's a lot of guys who show up all the time. So I know the guys. We have a secret sign. We do this Mechagodzilla hand gesture thing. You know. Oh, see now I know it. Yeah. So good. So you're part of the group now. Sweet. Now you might get asked, right? <laughs> so I said, look, at, I think I'm going to get everybody in the in the banquet room to sing the Ultraman song. Okay. So you guys come up and back me up. You know. So yeah. 
yeah. because I don't sing all that well. Part of the joke with Kaiju Confessions is I croak like a frog. You know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, you got this guy. You can all sing these songs because if that guy's in front of you singing them, I mean, come on, you know, let's yeah. go. So, um, so that was just the greatest moment, you know, like for a second, you could see that he didn't know what was going on and then he realized what it was. And, you know, nice. it's almost a tear coming to his eye. And I'm just going like, this is so, <laughs> I'm, I'm singing the Ultraman theme song yeah. to Ultraman. What could be better than that? Did, did you hear what happened at Monster Palooza this year? No, no. Because they had, uh, Fuya right. And, I uh, wish I could have gone. Yeah. yeah Sakurai yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, Susumo yeah. Kurobe and, Basically, they came in to the panel. Right. Jim Cyrano introduced them. Right, right, right. They, uh, they didn't sit down. They stood up, and then they played the Ultraman theme song, and right. then all three of them sang it. Oh, cool. And everyone, I mean, everyone sang along. It yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's totally awesome. Yeah, no, really cool. I, that's one of those things. I, uh, every year I look at what's going to go on and going, oh, man, I really want to go to that. And then like my work schedule, at, especially this time of year, that's sort of the Wonderfest and Monster Palooza oh, time right, of year yeah, is like yeah. the worst time of year for me. And it's like, I have all these plans and I've talked to Kate, my wife, and I, you know, okay, we can do this. And, and yeah, and then time yeah. comes up and uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't go. But anyways. It's unfortunate that they, they schedule so many things when I can't go to them. <laughs> that's the way the world is. So yeah. It makes you value the ones you can't get to even more. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, so this is the 20th. 20 G Fest. Yeah. That's amazing. It's almost unbelievable. Yeah. That it's been going for 20 years, you know, every so often because well, for one thing, there was, with, there was a period there. There was a long period where I was terrified, terrified of flying. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I became an international school teacher and I started working on these, um, curriculum for international schools. I got flown to England and stuff like that. And, and so I, it was either like, okay, you can do this job. That's going to be really interesting and cool. But you have to fly or you can go, no, I'm going to stay at home and you're never going to do this stuff. So right, it's sort totally. of like, okay, suck it up. You can get on a plane. Uh, but there was a, a while at the beginning of G Fest where I would go to JD. Hey, cool. I should go and help. Good. I, I maybe I'll take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the bus. And uh, JD, we go, you don't want to take the bus all the way to Chicago. Take the bus to Winnipeg. We'll drive down together. So, you know, and, and then it got to be, okay, fly to Winnipeg. We'll drive down together. So there were a bunch of times at the beginning of the year where beginning of G Fest where we actually would drive from Winnipeg to Chicago, which right. is, you know, an overnight in Fargo or something like that. Uh, when you go down and, and lots of time to talk, which in some ways I miss because that was fun, you know, but now I fly in, I fly out. Yeah. You know, because like flying is, part of my life but but that was an interesting time because we got to talk to each other a lot and there was a lot of times when it was like oh, should i even say this they gave me a man <laughs> they, they, they gave me a mangled skyscraper award okay and and that cut suggested about maybe you should get an award and and the idea with the award was it was for people who have contributed to godzilla whether they're professional or fans. That was the idea. Of oh, the award, okay. Gotcha. The, the original idea of the award. Um, so people like Greg Shoemaker have gotten the award, right? And it was like, okay, so somehow this suggestion came up. Maybe you should get the award sometime. And of course I went, oh, don't be ridiculous. There's all tons of people, tons right, of people right. who are more deserving of the award than me. And, I sound like a jerk. I just said, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's okay. There's people out there going, damn straight now, right? Okay. Why'd you take that damn award? And, yeah. and, and I, I mean, really literate. I mean, this is so, I don't know what it is about me. You know, literally when I, when, when they said, okay, and, and the award goes to 
because it wasn't still a surprise, even though there's, you know, like somehow it had been approached. And I said, are you kidding me? Not, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't really realize that, no, no, that was actually the plan. They were going to give it to me. And I sat there thinking, what, well, what, what, how do I, how do I turn this down? Like, how do I say, I can't take this. And, and that's where you say, this is for the fans. And it was complicated that year because we, we'd blindsided JD. Mm. So it really looked like an awful love-in, too, because I didn't know what was happening. And we'd blindsided JD because Gene Rosardi, who is, uh, well, like, was model shop foreman on Titanic and built cities for the Godzilla movie. And he's got, like, a filmography that goes back to Escape from New York. Mm. He's the guy who does those Mangled Skyscraper awards. And he had phoned me up and said, how are we going to get JD to take one? He's never going to take one. We're never going to be able to give one to JD. And I said, okay. He said, what if I, what if I you know, made one and we just sprang it on him. So that year I got the award. I hope this is not wrong. Like now part of me goes, maybe it was a different year and I've just put these together. Sometimes, you know, these things, I'm almost certain this is true, but suddenly there's some part of me that's going like, whoa, wait a minute. I will, I will reject any correction letter. Yeah, just that I to, get. Yeah, yeah, if there's a correction letter, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, in my head, this is the way it worked. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's a fantasy I've created. But, there's no need to write in people. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know, <laughs> so, so we had set this thing up to surprise JD and I had people, you know, to talk about, you know, Mark Rainey was going to say something. And Edgar Zlicheski was going to say something. I was going to say something about JD. And I was so concentrating on that that when it was, well, there is a real award winner and it's, Stan Hyde, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> and, and part of me is going like, how do I turn this down? And then I thought, why do I accept it? And and actually, I deserve my Mangled Skyscraper Award. Oh, if I'm sure you do, man. Well, no, if there's anybody out there who's ever said, yeah, what the hell? You know, I'm sorry, here I am. I'm going to tell you why I accepted it, okay? And stuff it. If, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but the bottom line is, you know, like G-Fest, had a lot of birth problems. There was a lot of back and forth, a lot of problems at times. There were years that were kind of depressing. Mm. Uh, things did not necessarily always run, run well. And, and many of those years, JD and I would do that trip back up to Winnipeg and, and have a day and a half to talk. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort and, of like the post-mortem. The post-mortem. Yeah, yeah. And if there's anything that I did, and I personally, you know, I, I think every convention we have for Japanese monsters is a good thing. Like mm-hmm. every convention we have for Japanese monsters that never had any ill will toward anybody else who was doing it. I don't think there's any competition. There's more than enough fans in the world. There's for more than sure. enough for this to be bigger than yeah. it is. Um, but if there's anything that I did that might be worthy of getting an award, it's like every summer, especially on sometimes on those summers where things had not gone well, talk, talked about let's, Let's keep this happening. Let's, how do we keep this happening? How do we keep this going? Because, you know, and, and I had a lot of ideas and I'm not saying that I was the person because God knows it's the fans who go to the convention mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, keep it going. But, but I did do a fair amount of cheerleading positively, mm-hmm. you know, that I, no, come on, let's think of a way to do it. And JD for his, you know, listen, and, and I, you know, there's, because he's got a lot more responsibility you know, in terms of both financially and, and, and logistically and everything like that. And, and, and all kudos to him too. You know, he kept things going, you know, and, and it's 20 years now, you know? Yeah. And so every, so often we joke like, you know, are we going to be like 80 years old? And, you know, and, and at one time that was a total joke, right? Yeah. But now we're talking, you know, like, okay, we were 37 <laughs> and we're 57. Yeah. And we're doing this. And that means 
77 is not inconceivable. Right, no. You know, and it's like, are we still going to be doing this in 20 years? And I hope we are. And I hope it keeps going. I hope there's more conventions run by other people with different points of view and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so that you get all kinds of different stuff out there. Because the more the merrier. The more you do, the better it is. Um, I just, you know, I, I, if I've got one pet peeve, it's like, life's too short for fighting. Like, yeah, it, it, we're all better when we collaborate. We're all better when we, you know, and sometimes it's impossible and sometimes things just don't work out between personalities and that's normal. But you know, the bottom line is the more, the merrier it's, it's, we're all happier and it does a better job for everybody. So anyways, yeah. so that's why I took the thing. Yeah. And when I sit in there, like what the hell, that's why I took the thing. I thought, you know what? I've actually done quite a bit over the years for this that is not just like running the model thread oh, right, right, just, right. you know like doing the stuff that I do you know or, or you know it, it just in terms of logistics and stuff like that so you know and, and how we could do it and why we why we're doing it and stuff so okay so, so <laughs> not not trying to pretend by by saying that yeah, yeah, yeah that like yeah. it's my show like hell no there's tons of people it, yeah it would be pretty pathetic <laughs> i <laughs> i have put on events i know exactly how pathetic it would be if i was doing it how uh how does how do you guys try and keep things uh fresh and you know insert new new programming into the show to 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 make things better every year i mean i again i've uh, i've only been to three now so i've missed out on 17 but the um the thing that i would just sort of wonder is like in a, in an organization where you're doing the same thing every year i would imagine it's very easy to get sort of stuck in sort of a rut but uh what do you guys do to make sure that g-fest like does does a better job every year and does goes to new places in a sense um you know the i I mean we have meetings you know we we skype now oh (laughs) (laughs) we now skype we have the monday skype meetings and and we we actually we this is the first year ever we had a meeting in you know, after G Fest, we all got to, well, not all, but there were six of us who got together to kind of, you know, organize departments and stuff right. like that. But, um, I mean, part of it is, part of it's just scrambling to find things to do that will be fun and mm-hmm. that will work out. And it's amazing how, I, I don't want to say that we don't do anything. It's an all an accident, but, but, because we do all kinds of stuff to make that accident happen. But I never want to discount sort of synchronicity and how wonderful that is. I, I think back to the, okay, a couple years ago, Shinji Higuchi was the guest of honor. Yes. And I'm not sure exactly who recommended him, but, but JD was carrying the ball with that. Right. And I had been in Japan, um, the year before with my wife and Hiroshi Sagai, who is, uh, special effects model maker and, and sculpts a lot of toys for different companies. Mm-hmm. Does a lot of toy, toy things and sculpting things on TV where they have shows where it'll be a competition. He sculpts, you know, celebrities out of icing or, you know, he's, he, really? they have model competitions cool. where famous modelers have all these challenges and make models. And he's been the winner at least once, and, you know, and, and I met him back in California at GFest 99. Oh, okay. 2000. And I used to think Twitter was the stupidest thing on the planet. And, but I had a Twitter. Are account. you going to convince me that it is not the stupidest thing on the Here's, planet? Okay. Tweet, tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just hang on. Here's okay. the thing about Twitter. Okay. So I thought, Twitter, are you kidding? You can hardly write anything in that. And then I started trying to write poetry on it. Just like, can I do haikus or something in there? Can I make some kind of meaningful comp- <laughs> contribution? And that was pretty idiotic, right? But, but the point was I had this Twitter feed and I got, um, a tweet 
Stan said, this is Hiroshi, remember me? And it's like, oh yeah, how have you been? You know? And we started this back and forth. Right. And, and I said, by the way, I'm going to be in Japan in two weeks. He goes, oh, would you like to go on Kaiju tour with me? Twitter's the best thing on the freaking planet. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and so. I want the kaiju tour from Hiroshi Sagai. <laughs> it was, I, I just, I, I'm going to get, let me finish the story. Uh, Cause I, yeah, I got yeah. some stories I can tell about that, but, but let me just finish the story about, about G Fest. So, so Sagai san, it was like he'd be perfect for them because he, competitively sculpts on TV. Right. So he'd be the perfect guest for the model thread because literally he could sit there. I mean, he sculpted a G Fantas in two hours when yeah. people watched yeah. him, right? Um, so he'd be great. So let's get him. Okay. So we already had a Gucci coming. We had Sagai coming. Scott Field in Japan said, you know, I'm really good friends with Hiroyuki Watanabe. Why oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we got the head of special effects for Gamera. We've got one of the workers who sculpted all this stuff for Gamera. And we got one of the actors from the Gamera series. It's like, uh, that was total synchronicity because it was all coming from different places, right? But it's like, wow, it really worked out as like it thematically, you know? And this year, we've got, you know, Shinichi Wakaza coming. Okay, right. so Godzilla suit maker. We've got uh, Tom Kitagawa coming, Godzilla suit actor. And we may have another guest who I can't announce yet because he hasn't confirmed who's been in a Godzilla suit. Right. So, so, you know, we, we actually have again a whole kind of, you know, I, I think I called it Godzilla meets his maker right, when I yeah. first announced it, you know, and it's like it, it, stuff comes together kind of. And, and this, I'll, I'll be dead honest. This wasn't the plan. Right. We started this year, but that's one of the things that having a bunch of people working on it is good because, you know, as you go, you start going, wait a minute. We're not, we can't do this, but what if we do this? And somebody else goes, Oh, you know what? If we did that, we could get so and so and we could bring them in. And yeah. It just sort of like serendipitous it's brainstorming. Serendipitous yeah. brainstorming, you know, yes. and, and that's, that's the good part. That's what, you know, and it, it's not necessarily what you plan, but it's something that's really cool. And, and that's what you hope. Excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, G Fest. Yes. There's a whole bunch of fans there. G fan. A lot of fans read it. Yeah. Tell me how G Tour started. Okay, well, G if you can, if you well, can. I wasn't on the first one. Okay, but G Tour started because JD thought, well, wouldn't it be great if a bunch of fans who go to the show and or read the magazine could actually go to Japan and and go to some of the places, right, that are in the movies? And I missed the first one, so I can't talk authoritatively about that. Um, but JD was ready to do another one, mm -hmm. and as it turns out, as a high school teacher, I um take tours to Japan too. We have a, we have a thing where the Japanese teacher in my school, I'm a film and theater teacher where the other theater teacher and I, and the Japanese, um, teacher take kids to Japan on, you know, a week. Usually it's about nine days, 10 days. And, and for the film and theater kids, there's theater experiences and there's film experience. We, we try to work up. So one, one time we actually hooked up with Norman England. Right. And, um, I don't know if people seen Idol. He walked us around, Shimo Kitazawa, that, you know, locations for Idol. And, and he was great. You know, the kids were asking him all kinds of, you know, high school questions. Right. And, yeah. You know, yeah, Norman's yeah. great with people. You know, so we had a really great time, you know, walking around there. And, and we tried to do, do that. We've done that a couple times now. And, um, the guys who set up the tour for me are actually graduates from my high school, but some of them live in Japan. They're triplets, actually. Some, one of them lives in Japan. One of them lives in, in Vancouver. Hmm. And they do, they actually probably do more travel going from 
Japan to Canada than they do from Canada to Japan. But but they're the guys who set up our tour. So JD was casting around to look for somebody to do it. And I said, right. well, why don't we talk to these guys? Because they're really they're really good. And um, what's good about them is they're really because they're Canadian. They they graduated school in Canada. They're sort of mid Pacific. So some of the things that happen sometimes with with Japanese tours set up, it's like there is the thing that you're supposed to do because we always do this on the Japanese tour. They're much more, if you go, we want to try to do this, like it's easy to, you know, come up with things. So I thought the whole idea of, okay, we want to do a monster tour. So we're going to go to these places, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're going to go to Mount Aso because that's where, you know, Rodan comes out of the volcano. And it's like, they're not going to go, oh, weird. You know, what, why do you want to go there? (laughs) They're open to it. You know, it's like, they're going to, they're going to make it happen. And so that was great that that, because that was again, serendipity that, that, you know, that worked out. And so what G tour was, was a bunch of fans going by, you know, meeting in Tokyo and then going by bus to places that were from monster movies or were significant. So we went to the Bandai toy museum. We went to, um, we went to Toho Studios, thanks to Mr. Akira Takarada, who nice, was in nice. there. And uh, we went to an Ultraman festival, which is like, you got to do that if you ever get a chance to, because it was just wonderful. Now, is that, that's just like something that was, happened to be going on when well, you were there? Well, that's the good or? thing about these guys. Yeah, it happened to be going on with when we were there. And they, they kind of check out, okay, so what's up? And, and JD checks up and other people chime in. And it's sort of like, okay, well, here are places we can go. So, um, so at the time we were there in summer, uh, we went, it was close to Oban, beginning of Oban. So we went to Lake Biwa for fireworks, uh, demonstration, but Lake Biwa has been in a lot of the movies and stuff like that. We decided we wanted to go on a mountain hike because it was like, say, where the gargantuas, you know, nice out there. And, and the, Did it you was, guys make everybody sing that song. Uh, well, that yeah, was yeah. the funniest thing is that like the guide, the guide who was the sweetest woman ever, she, she had brought along some music for us to walk, but it was like all modern Japanese music and yeah. kind of go, we don't actually need that music because yeah. we brought along this music and we start playing it. She goes, that's so old. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, <laughs> and, and the coolest thing is most of them had the buses had, um, TV monitors. So there'd be Godzilla movies playing in the buses when you go in places. Oh, My favorite nice. one was cool. we're in Nagoya Castle, you know, and of course it's the weird thing of, oh, you got all these guys going to this place because Godzilla knocked it over, you know? Right, yeah. And it's sort of like, okay, well, tourists, but kind of weird tourists, you know? It's Nobody's like, like, oh, it's still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you know, it's like, uh, my favorite one was because I'd previously been with my wife to Japan and we'd gone to Nagoya Castle. And I, I swear it was the coldest March in the history of Japan. It was just freezing. I've got all these pictures of my wife where I've bought her hot coffee from the vending machines right so she can hold it close to her yeah, to be yeah, warm, yeah, right? Yeah. And we were walking around in Nagoya and basically, you know, like secretly we're following the path of Godzilla. It's a walk from Nagoya Castle past Nagoya Tower back over to, you know, the train station, right? And actually what we're doing is following, you know, but Kate's going, why are we here? And it's like, oh, well, you know, we're just a stop on the way to Tokyo. You know, you'll, yeah. it'll be really enjoyable. And she's freezing to death, you know? <laughs> and, and so later on we hooked up with Norman England and we're sitting there talking over supper. And, you know, Kate goes, yeah, right. Well, we weren't, you know, and he goes, look, Godzilla didn't wreck. Nagoya Castle. Godzilla wrecked a model of Nagoya yeah, Castle. Yeah. You don't have to go there. And it's like, intellectually, I understand that. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you know, and we had to go through the right gate, too. Like, we got to go through the gate that everybody's running out of. of we can't course, just go, yeah. you know, we can't just go to any gate. So, anyway, so 
we're in Nagoya Castle on G Tour, and everybody's going, yeah, Nagoya Tower, look at those, look at those, like there's microwave antennas or dishes or some kind of thing. Look at those things. Those weren't in the movie, were they? I don't think those were in the movie. You see all that stuff on that, you know? So we're, we're having this inane conversation, okay? And, and then we get back in the bus and they're showing Godzilla versus Mothra on the bus and, and we're driving by Nagoya Tower and Nagoya Tower is on there and they're going, look, they are on there. See, look at the model. Look, nice. all those. <laughs> You know, it's that kind of insanity throughout, you know. Like, That's cool, though. Great, I, I love it. I would I would really like to go to the G-Tour someday. It, it, it was really fun. We really had a good time. It was excellent. Yeah. So I would highly recommend it if people get a chance to do it. And the people were nice and we had a fun time. Yeah. And is it every year now or every other year? Um, is it just kind of it, depends? It, it kind of depends. I think there were several years. I think it might have been three or four years between the first two. And it's, it, you know, organizationally, it's a little complicated sometimes. Yeah. So I, I, I would imagine a, a large group, a large group like that is, and trying to get everything. Yeah. Complicated. Everything going. And I mean, what, like I said, one of the really happy things was, um, Akira Takarada had said, well, if you come over, let me know. And, um, you know, you never know. I mean, I think JD felt, well, that was a very polite and nice thing to say, but we don't know that we really want to trouble him or anything oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, he said, no, come to Toho. And so we arrive at Toho Studios and Takarada has Mr. Bano, who produced Godzilla Smog vs. Monster, Smog Monster. Yep. He's got Mr. Nakajima, Godzilla himself. He's got Mr. Ferreira, who's Ultraman. He's got, um, oh gosh. Uh, from Godzilla 84 and Ghidorah. Um, oh, don't tell me I'm going to forget his name now. Uh, the fellow who is the scientist in Godzilla 84 and he's the detective in Ghidorah, the three headed monster. And I should remember his name and I can't remember his yes. name. Yes. Uh, Yatsuki. Yes. Uh, he was the little kid in your Jimbo. Oh, damn. Well, it's a good thing I have all these books back yeah, here. Well, behind well, me. Like, and so he was there and, and, you know, all the, and, and, and later on Koichi Kawakita was there and it, it, he came in a little later and it's like, here we are at Toho Studios and we're getting guided around Toho Studios by Akira Takarada. And then we get taken into the actor center. And I think we had about an hour and a half with all the, the people who Takarada had invited, which was just this casual sitting there talking, you know, and asking questions back and forth. And as we get out, get ready to go, we're getting ready to go. And there is this table over in the Natsuki. Yes. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you had to look up in the book. I was, and, I was and about suddenly to, it yeah. came into my brain. Yeah, nice. Mr. Natsuki. So anyway. That's so we, your that's your geek trivia gland. There we go. I yeah. Talked about before, Finally, sure. you know, yeah, who was the little kid in your Jimbo? Like, wow, how cool is that? Um and, and um sorry, so we're in there and we're having this hour and a half, and it's really just a chat with people. And and again, you know, <laughs> Mr. Takarada has got a camera, he's taking pictures of us, and there's this yeah. weird backwards like <laughs> you know okay this is so weird and and there's these two big objects sitting on a table covered with a blanket oh yes i already know what these are and we get we so get jealous. we get up to go and and you know the guys from toho go not mr takarada but some guys from toho who are there watching that everything's going okay they don't want the geeks to steal stuff or something right, right. oh there's nothing really you know but you know they're just making sure it's all good and they go oh no don't, don't go yet don't go yet we have over here and they flip back them the the blankets and it's Sarazawa's diving helmet from the original Godzilla and the oxygen destroyer. And it's like the holy grails have been presented to mm. us. And, and, and there, there proceeds to be an orgy of P 
people getting photographed with these things and and oh i've seen them <laughs> i've seen all martin, the photos martin who who edits mad scientist magazine turns to me martin all and says stan do you ever you know before something like this happens do you ever get up and you think what would be the best thing that would happen what would be you know and but it's never going to happen and so you think to yourself you know calm down like this everything i imagine is happening oh that is really cool <laughs> and, and it that's was really like, cool and if you look at the pictures if you've seen the, of, of us there i mean that's the kind of day it was it was like wow this is just you know here we are um and we're holding the oxygen destroyer and i got a picture of myself holding that with Kalkita beside me and i'm thinking you know this is a good day <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> this is best day that's so, really cool yeah i so, really want to meet Kalkita someday yeah yeah well, you know i mean yeah anyways that's a huge topic but yeah. no that's that's really cool yeah. i didn't really need to get sold on G Tour. Uh, well, more, and but, I can't yeah. say that that's going to happen every time, right? No, I know it's understandable, but, but I mean, just the the fact that it did happen is pretty amazing. I can say that Takarada is still interested in meeting fans if they come to Japan because he has said that. So who knows? Oh. Next G Tour, maybe it'll happen again. I will have to try and get in touch with him later this year, then. <laughs> Good. Yeah. 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 The lady and I are, are heading to Japan in October. Oh, cool. That's yeah. a good time to go, too. Yeah, yeah it's that's where I went uh, in 2011. That's right. when I went. It was perfect weather for me. Yeah. I'm. This is my kind of weather. Uh, yeah. The listeners don't know this, but right now it's, it's uh, well, you could probably guess, it's, it's our, in Portland, it's overcast and cloudy and raining a little it's bit. It's our so. natural habitat. Exactly. I'm from Vancouver, <laughs> yes. BC, and I also have webbed feet. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, anyway, so uh, what I did want to talk to you, you mentioned uh, Hiroshi Sagai. Yeah. Uh, is it Sagai? Sagai. Yeah, he, he took you on a kaiju tour. Yeah. What was that? Tell me what oh, that okay. meant. So, so... Again, you know, it's so nice that, the, and this all came about again because of the convention, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Hiroshi showed up in 99 at, with a friend of his whose name I'm not going to remember now, who is also a, a model builder, um, set person, and, and, you know, introduced himself and, and said, Hi, I'm Hiroshi Sagai. And I, I recognized him from Hobby Japan because I've been reading Hobby Japan since every issue since 89, but, you know, right. sporadically before that. And so I, I, um, I went up right away and said, Hey, JD, we've got guests from, you know, who, who are model builders and set designers, you know, and, and, and so we got to know each other there. And, um, and Hiroshi's a wonderful guy and was really great about, you know, he'd show up the next year and go, Oh, here's a movie I've been making and here's me on TV competing with models. And nice. oh, here's a resin, cool. kit, resin kit for you. And it's like, Oh, I got a gift here, you know, for yeah. you. So, you know, so anyways, and, and then there was this long hiatus and, uh, and the, Twitter thing happened. And so when we showed up in Japan, we had one day where I, I, I told Kate, okay, well, look, I'm, you know, I've got a, I, she basically needed a rest and recovery day. So it was actually working out really well. Oh, that's you know? cool. So, you know, it was one of those things like I'm going off. So we went to, to, uh, Shibuya to, to meet at Hachiko. Which is, uh, you know, the statue, the bone oh, statue. Very familiar. Of your yes. dog. Yes. yes. You, dog. Hachiko's in the room with us right now, sleeping <laughs> with his bone. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, um, the bronze version and, uh, and, and met, um, met Hiroshi there. And, and what I had discovered earlier, because I was posting on Facebook, my wife and I had been in Japan for a while. We were just there together that year. And, uh, I've been posting stuff and I've been communicating via Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, he's sort of communicated via Twitter and then I sort of, indicated to him well there's facebook too would you want to try that and he he started using facebook at that point um 
Anyways, we've been communicating back and forth. And so when I, when I got my rented cell phone at Narita Airport, I went, uh, you know, here's my phone number so you can contact me. And I got a note back from Hiroshima. Thank you for your phone number, but I actually don't speak English. I can only write English. Mm. And mm-hmm. so it's like, so it's not much good. So it's like, okay, well, we'll continue to tweet and use Facebook right, yeah. and stuff like that. So Hiroshi showed up at Hachiko and, and, you know, had a list of actually, um, so good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long do you have you know it's like okay. little flashcards yeah yeah, yeah, yeah basically yeah. flashcards you know basically written out and it was like oh six o'clock seven o'clock he goes, oh good then if possible we will go to dummy head studios uh um Dye studios and monsters incorporated and i go <laughs> bring it on please. right please please thank please, you yes. uh, well how did my very dreams get answered so um so then we got, you know, on the train and, and, um, and Hiroshi's brought his portfolio. So I'm looking through the portfolio. And the good thing is one thing I've discovered very early on with meeting Japanese fans and, and, and making friends is you don't have to speak the language if you're a fanboy mm-hmm. to communicate because oh, cool. you can say things like Hammer Films, Peter Cushing. Yes. You know, Christopher Lee, taste the blood of, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, you, you actually do this sign language dance where you use movie names and you communicate even though you're actually both awkward in the other person's language and nobody's no more awkward than me. Hiroshi's English is 10 million times better than my Japanese. Oh, okay. I have about four <laughs> yeah. words of Japanese that I can use effectively and even then I've been told, look, I'm Japanese. Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that, that, so, so anyway, so we, we went to, um, Dummy Head, uh, which is Kakse Fujiwara's studio okay and uh the greatest thing we walk inside and they're working on a monster suit i'm not sure what it was for i'm thinking it might have been for monster magnitude nine but i'm not really sure about that but it was a monster suit and there was a drawing on the wall of a guy inside the suit Mm -hmm. sort of the suit plans and they were working on it and the first thing coxie said was japanese traditional style Nice. You know, nice. and it's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. You yeah, know? totally. Not CG. Look at this, you know, and, and there were pieces. I mean, they'd worked on Final War. So I have held the head of King Caesar. I have a picture of myself nice. and Coxay pretending to be Sanda and Gyra with, with Rodan's head that we've torn off, I guess, you know, and, <laughs> cool. and, and, you know, and, and was our, you know, hung around the studio for a little while and looked at what they were doing and got to look at the, and hold some pieces that had been used in Final Wars and stuff. And, you know, uh, I think, I think Fujiwara is the guy who <laughs> could not believe he was asked to make King Caesar's ears spring up again. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but did. Yeah. Um, uh, and anyways, um, so spent some time there and that was fantastic. They was everybody so sweet and everything there. It was really nice. And I came away with, I was really bad because I had some gifts, but somehow on that day, the gifts didn't manage to get in my bag. Oh, and, no. And, yeah, yeah. and it was like everybody kept, you know, Fujiwara gave me a resin, you know, sculpture that he'd done. And it was like, oh, yeah, thank you so much, you know. Yeah. And it was like, oh, God. So I'm now I make sure I've got those things with me everywhere I go. So, you know, you can repay people when they do stuff like that. So anyways, then we went to Dae and Hiroshi goes, uh, it was a Saturday or a Sunday maybe. And he goes, so wrote out. There may be no one at the studio, mm-hmm. so possibly we can't go in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right. Daima Jean is there, so we could still take pictures with Daima Jean. 
take pictures with Diamond Sheen. That's not even a choice. It's, you know, yeah. We're going. So we went to Dia Studios. Did you see the photo of me fist bumping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the best. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, we get there and, you know, Hiroshi goes up to the gate and the gate guy kind of, he comes back and does the X sign, you know, no, we can't, can't get in. Right, right. So we're taking pictures, but I notice when we're taking pictures of me outside the, the hedge that the guy on the gate keeps, he's got his arms folded. He keeps looking over. He keeps looking over. And we take a few more pictures. He looks over. And when we finish taking pictures, he calls Hiroshi back. So I'm wondering what happens. And Hiroshi comes up. He says, he's going to let me phone. There might be somebody inside. So nice. this this gate guy has been looking and feeling yeah. in a very Japanese way. You know, here's this guy who wants to, you know, from what fist pump Daimajin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he he's not getting his opportunity, you know. So it turns out, yeah, there was somebody that he'd worked on with Gamera inside the studio. So they came out. They gave us badges. We went inside. And we're we're outside with Daimajin. And then there's a Gamera cafe, mm -hmm. right? still yes. there is it yeah, yeah okay yeah. and and in the window they've got this sort of you know exterior window where you can see the suits they've got the suits of iris and they've suit suit of gamma three and they've got a prop chaos guys yeah. um there and so i'm doing the same thing i'm trying to get my camera up against the plexiglass uh oh i don't know if i'm supposed to tell this story mm. i'm going to so it's been a long time. Let's now. just say I don't have a lot of listeners. How yeah. about that? Well, okay, I'm going to tell the story. It's probably not going to get back to anybody. So I'm 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 putting my my uh, <laughs> camera up there, and the person who's got us into the studio is doing the same thing. He's looking at me, and he's looking at Hiroshi. He's looking at me, and he calls Hiroshi over. He says something to him, and he he makes this gesture. It's like two hands stuck together somehow. Mm -hmm. And Hiroshi comes back to me and says, "He will take us inside." But please don't put pictures on the internet because if so, you know, and he puts his hands together. So it's like there's a die dungeon, you know, <laughs> you break the rules <laughs> of die. They take you, they, they handcuff you and they take you down to the die dungeon and they don't let you out ever again. Skip flight to America, <laughs> yeah, right. go directly to jail. <laughs> yeah, Would yeah. that be so bad to yeah, have a, yeah, yeah, to be right. in jail you and, and, and Ketagawa? So, yeah. so anyways, so, um, we, we, we go inside and yeah, I get, how can I say this? The pictures that, as I promised, pictures have never been widely disseminated but uh but i got some facetime with gamma 3 and and iris and you that's know that's cool yeah it was fantastic and then um so we get in um we get in the train again and we go up and hiroshi we get off of the station and hiroshi goes wait here and he's he's really concerned about me like I might just wander off because he's really being just wait here okay <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're not going to go anywhere totally, right please. totally yeah. know you're going to be there and um he he goes off, and one of the things he did, of course, because I was an idiot and I did not brought presents, is one of the things he did was he got a present. But the other thing, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, every so often you feel so stupid in Japan. I don't know if you do, but I do. Every so often I feel like, oh my god, I am just everybody is just tolerating. Yeah, what a bozo I am because I'm doing things wrong. And and the nice thing is that you are tolerated. And when you do things right, people say, oh, good job, you know, good, yeah. good, you know what you're doing, you know. Yeah. But it's like. Yeah. So anyway, that was one of those days where I'm just kicking myself the whole day like, ah, come on. Um, but anyways, he comes back and uh, he's got Ryuki Kirioka, who is the guy who was in Ultra 7 and stunt performer. And he's in a lot. He's in Death hmm. Kappa. And he he he's 
He's nice. in Death Kappa. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he's in a lot of times he's in Chinese movies playing an evil Japanese guy. Uh, and, nice. Nice. And, uh, and, and martial artist and a really nice guy. And his English is quite good too. Yeah. So, so he was a little bit more of a translator. Oh, cool. That's for, awesome. For us, so we could talk a little more easily. And like I say, really nice guy. He was there in 2000, I guess, GFS 2000 as well. Um, and, uh, we, um, yeah, I'm not going to tell that story. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so anyways, uh, remind me, tell you later. Okay. Uh, okay. so anyways, um, so, uh, then we showed up at, uh, Monsters Incorporated and, uh, I had met Shinichi Wakaza. Mm-hmm. Wakaza. I say Wakasa, but and it's I, actually, I said I, that too. It's, it's actually Wakasa. It's Wakaza. Wakaza. Yeah, it's, it's actually Wakaza. Because the Japanese put that like heavy emphasis right on that first syllable. I tell you, I, I speak Japanese when I do. Like I, I'm like I'm really really slow. When we were at we, my wife and I, in the morning of that day, we've been to the fish market in Tokyo, which I call Sukiji. And everybody at Monsters Incorporated, when we told when I told them that they. I could hear people go skiji, skiji, skiji. I'm going like, oh yeah, that's oh. weird. Yeah, I'm not so, used to that. Either, so it's yeah. like sukiji. So I would talk like this in Japanese. It mm-hmm. must be incredibly yeah. annoying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so we get, you know, we get there and we get out. We actually. We took a taxi, I guess, from this train station over to the place. And, and like I say, I had met Wakaza once before and, and he comes out and he's got his arms kind of folded across his chest and he's kind of looking at me. And I feel like I'm in a Shaw Brothers movie. I feel like the master <laughs> has just come out of the Shaolin temple and I'm just like this pathetic acolyte. And I'm, I'm looking and I'm going, okay, here's the guy who builds all the suits and here's the guy who makes model kits, you know, and he's looking at me and he goes, so, I have met you before. And I, I'm trying to go, yeah, if you remember, we were in the hotel lobby and Bob Eagleton and I were sort of pretending to be the gargantuas <laughs> and Bob was doing a really good imitation of jumping up in the air and swatting down a helicopter and maybe we were singing the words get stuck in my throat. I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to say any of this, right? I'm sort of, and, and he kind of goes, Oh, I remember, you yeah. know, I, I know who you are, crazy person. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and so we, you know, and we go inside and it's like, you know, there's Kamiba, you know, his body and, you know, Godzilla's half body and little Godzilla and the head of Destroya. And it's like, I'm in Monster Wonderland. I know. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and it's, it's a real shop. They're doing yeah. work in it and it's dusty, you know, and, 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 but it's beautiful, you know, and there's maquettes and stuff. And, and I've been lucky enough because I live in Vancouver. I've been in shops before, so I know how that works. I, I've been in the X-Files shop back when the X-Files was on. <laughs> I got a call one night from my friend who shall be nameless who goes, you know, security, the guy is actually in Toronto right now. So why don't you and your son come down? We'll take a look around at all the stuff nice. we've been doing, nice. you know, it's like, yeah, I will be, you know, never share the names of, yeah, but you know, so I've been in, in that kind of situation. The accomplices before. will remain you know, anonymous. And it's like, you know, to a lot of people that would be like, okay, we're in a dusty room with a lot of junk. And to me, it's like the lost Ark of the oh Covenant. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Oh, Oh, please. Can I take pictures? You know? And, and, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Just don't take pictures of what we're working on now. And how can I tell you? I actually don't care about what you're working on right, now. Yeah. It's Godzilla's yeah, yeah. here with me. And so yeah, that was just a wonderful, wonderful time. And, and we had a, 
we had a, a bit of a conversation about stuff. And at one point, you know, Wakaza sort of said, what kind of monster fan are you? And like Wakaza is a total monster kid. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing like a Lon Chaney mummy shirt, you know? Oh, yeah. And he's got like in up on the wall, he's got Basil Gogos, you know, prints, but he's also got Basil Gogos commissioned to have done a painting of his creatures up on the wall. And it's like, it's like he's a famous monster kid, you know, oh, yeah. like, and, and, you know, we're, so we're talking and stuff like that. And there's lots of questions. They always get the feeling like they're checking you out. What kind of fanboy are you, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, finally goes, so what kind of monster fan are you? Like, oh, Kaiju otaku. Everybody <laughs>, laughs, you know? Okay. And at one time it wasn't a good thing to be an otaku in Japan, but right, no, it's, right, it's yeah. okay. It's cool now. That's like here where uh, people are embracing the geek culture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really changed, you yeah. know? So now, now if you say that quite often, somebody will go, me too. One time I, it was like <laughs> saying you were a pervert. I'm an otaku. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah I get, get yeah. the police now. I just told my aunt a couple of years ago, she's like, oh, how are things in Portland? And she's Southern. Uh, she has a Southern accent. Right. So, uh, I, I was like, oh, it's good, you know, just kind of hanging out and, you know, it's real, just kind of geeky. And she goes, oh, Kyle, you're not a geek. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, yes. It's really okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, my, <laughs> it's how, okay. How can I admit to this? My daughter is a, my daughter went through, my daughter went through creative writing in English. She's an honors English student, but she got, she did some work for the CBC radio in her writing program and she became obsessed by radio, went to, um, BCIT and she has a number of different been the radio show morning host and stuff in various radio stations and sorry this isn't an aside we'll get back to to Monsters (laughs) Incorporated but just while we're talking about geeks like you know every so often she said dad you're the king of the geeks but it's okay it makes me the princess of the geeks nice and and so she has this on her morning show in Nelson BC she has this feature called meet the hides which is she does a phone interview with us where she tries to get Kate and I to disagree on something. So she has lots of funny back and forth between us, you know, <laughs> but when Kate's not available, it means pitching low balls to me about Godzilla and letting me just damn myself by talking nice, about, nice, you know, nice. yeah. we we're talking about anime last one that we did, but we've talked about all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm so afraid <laughs> to go to Nelson, you know, because at one point I said, well, like nobody listens to this. Right. And she goes, no, it's my favorite feature. You know, oh, people are talking nice. to me about your dad sounds great all the time. And I'd like, I will never set foot in that town. Like, yeah, I am yeah. so terrified of that. You'll be, uh, you'll be welcomed with a giant open arms. King of the geeks. <laughs> King welcome. of the geeks, man. So, you know, and, and there's a radio spot for her show now that goes, you know, it's like, God, Sarah grew up in a house full of Godzilla merch. Nice. Maybe that's why she's so fond of lizards. And it's like, oh my God, like I visited my <laughs> sins on my next generation. You know, so anyways. Anyway. So, Monsters Inc. Kai, yeah, so Kaiju Otaku. Yeah, yeah. And, and they all laugh. Wakaza laughs. And it's like, just a second, he goes up and he's got books and books of photographs of working behind the scenes. And, and I guess it was like, they asked me all these questions. What kind of monster fan are you? But there were other questions about what I liked. And it was like you passed a test. Oh. Oh, you made it through the gateway. Then you'll yeah. like these, you know? And it's like Hiroshi said, yeah, he doesn't always bring out the books. And I That's cool. Like, all right. You know? Nice work, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, okay, I qualified. I have my geek badge. I'm okay. I could, I, I, yeah. So anyways, that was just an afternoon of true wonder, you know? And a, a oh, lot yeah. of it is just looking at, you know, at pictures from, you know, pouring, what did he say? Godzilla festival one time, because I guess they were pouring Godzilla's tail and it looked like, you know, a big, 
platform had been built and they were pouring, you know, rubber down a big, you know, it was yeah, like yeah. they had big sake things and they were, you know, it was, anyways, it was great. <laughs> yeah. And you imagine the, uh, the big taco drums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, taco when, drums. Taco sorry. drums as they, as they, um, taco drums are, are played by octopus. <laughs> <laughs> eight at once yeah uh but anyways that uh, yeah cool that's a cool image actually <laughs> uh, suddenly i have this image of cthulhu in my head playing the drums okay anyway everyone should always have the image of cthulhu, oh, cthulhu in, their in your head. head playing the drums yeah so uh yeah so was that the was that your last stop or did you guys do anything else on oh that? when your we kaiju were there adventure? oh oh kaiju well okay again this was a, a trip that my wife and i were taking so this was not the time that we went with g-fest right G-tour. right tour um the time my wife and I were there, the last thing we did was Norman England. We went to to go have supper with him in Shimo Kitazawa because he's got this great restaurant that he can take you to there. That it's really, and and Norman and I go back again to that two thousand, I guess ninety nine convention, mm-hmm. and uh, we've always got along great. And um, basically, whenever I get for for years, it was like, why don't you come over to to Japan? And it was like, well. Yeah, basically, I couldn't afford it. And then finally, in 2005, my son and I went for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and and at some point, I said something to Nate, who was 14 at the, you know, we were eating supper with Norman. And I said something to Nate, you know, that was one of those dad tries to bring his son out at supper things. You know, I forget what it was. And Norman <laughs> looked at me and looked at Nate and goes, does he do this all the time? And Nate goes, constantly <laughs> and from then on like they were the best friends That's and awesome. they just ragged me mercilessly and the other thing was we'd seen final wars and oh, norman yeah. norman goes what did you think of it and nor and, and nate goes it was the worst piece of yeah yeah keep yeah. in mind the clean clean podcast yeah, 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 that, <laughs> yeah so I, yeah, you yeah. notice how i pulled that yeah. you know and and yeah norman family just, show all yeah, right yeah. great yeah, you know yeah, yeah, so yeah. they were great friends That's hilarious. and so anyway so when kate and i were there same restaurant uh which is great and uh norman took us on a a walking tour of um shibuya that was sort of the gamera tour mm, right right and, and showing all the locations where gamera did destruction so we did a kind of walking gamera tour you know and i got a great picture of of us in shibuya that was taken by two cute Japanese girls who were walking by. And Norman said, do you mind taking a picture of us? And the idea was we were right in the place where people are looking up when Gamera lands on them. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking up and doing this. Gamera is going to land on us. The hands up kind of. Yeah, except when you look at the picture, you can see Katie and I are looking up and we've got our hands up. But Norman has kind of his hands up looking at those girls. (laughs) (laughs) And this kind of. Uh, it, it's slick way really nice, you know nice. it's a great picture <laughs> yeah. but he wasn't looking for gamma that's awesome so anyways yeah. yeah yeah my first night in japan in 2011 was in shibuya i was yeah. eating dinner with a friend and she was like oh she you know i i was like do you know where the the building that has 99 <laughs> on it is like this, and <laughs> yeah. she's like yeah, and she points up, and it's right behind, right behind me. you. And yeah, I was yeah, like, "Sweet!" And she's like, "I why? Well, why?" And I was like, "Yeah, you. it's like you have to see yeah. it get yeah, blows yeah, up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blows no, up." I, we're pathetic. I mean, yeah. wherever we go, it's like you know, you're going around Japan. It's like I we came out of the subway where the Waco department building is in the Ginza, and I went, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Look!" And my son's with me. He goes, "What's wrong, Dad? Are you having a heart attack?" And he goes, "No, no! Look! Look! Look!" He goes, "What? What? It's a building. What's what's up? It's a clock. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's like shut up." Yeah, <laughs> I did the same thing that that Beerly's orange drink 
I, you know, I couldn't find any instant product placement in like Mothra and all these things. And we found like, you know, one of those dispenser machines and I did the same freak out like, oh my God, look what's in here. And same thing, my son's <laughs> going, what? Is there something wrong? Do I, I need to know? No, I just, it's, it's the orange drink. It's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Actually, the best one, we were in the Bandai Toy Museum and, uh, <laughs> first of all, we we're we're by the uh the, this one's gone now the 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 yeah. the, the, the original one they moved had, it back up north they, right? and they've moved it i've been to the new one but it's nowhere near as cool the the but the original one was very focused on characters when you approached it there were characters in in closed up windows with character statues in them okay and you went inside and there was a there were first of all all these toy shops and they were by theme there was like a kaiju toy shop and there were two or three Gundam, Gundam toy shops and 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 then when you went through it there'd be an area devoted to common rider an area mm-hmm, devoted mm-hmm. to ultraman there was a small Godzilla area but there was an area and and there was this I'm I'm a mecha fan too so there was a whole floor devoted to Gundam on the top which was oh, awesome. I'm sure so we're we're up there and and um the weird thing I I think sometimes my students are cursed to do things that I would like to do because one of my theater students was the first female Doctor Who in the Edinburgh Play Festival. She played the doctor Mm, where she was criticized not for being a girl playing the doctor, but being for a Canadian girl playing the doctor. Mm. Uh, But another one of my students is um, the voice of Amaro Ray in Gundam. He's also the voice of Light in Death Note. And, and, um, ex drama student. And he's actually was doing voice work before I ever taught him. He, he started off in My Little Pony when he was a kid. His name's Brad Swale. But he's in all the Gundam episodes and stuff like that. So we're in Japan and they've got this half size Gundam and it's like they've got the costumes there. And I gotta, I'm gonna dress up because my student is Amaro Ray. I'm gonna dress up like (laughs) Amaro Ray. And how can I say the costume's not quite fitting because I'm kind of portly, you know? (laughs) It's okay. And, and Nate's going, what are we doing? I said, we're, we're dressing up. And the girl behind me goes, cosplay. And he goes, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, we're, we're dressing up. You're, you're Char. And he goes, what? And so he's there with the red uniform and the epaulets. I got a great picture, you know, come on, smile. This is going to be a great picture. And he's got this look on his face like, you are kidding me. <laughs> How and old was he? 14. Oh. The worst, the worst possible age. I got one of those. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. You know, the worst possible age for that. So anyway, so we got this great picture of us and then we went up on the Gundam lift and we ate lunch in the Gundam, Gundam cafe. He had pizza. He goes, there's corn and lettuce on this pizza. Welcome to Japan, <laughs> Nate. And, and I had, I had the greatest thing ever. It was called the mono eye. So you, if, if you know your mecha, Zaku's have these big eyes, single eyes. And so it was a square, rectangular sort of screen like glass with a melon ball in it so it was like the single eye of a zaku right right you know hard to drink out of the rectangular glass and and so great and we're in there and so f- downstairs there's the the common riders so i say to nate nate you got to take a picture of me with the common riders so he goes okay so i give him the camera and he goes okay i said no no just wait what just wait and I start to go, Henshin! And I do my transforming move. And he goes, what? Take the picture. I'm transforming now. <laughs> he goes, I, 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 I said, there's nobody around. Take the picture. So he takes the picture. And then there's some guys dressed as the 
you know, the, the Sentai heroes, Red right, Ranger right, and right. stuff like that. Yep. The Power Rangers is what you say in North America. And, and they're, they're real guys in suits running around. Right. And so I go, Hey, Nate, look over there. Sentai guys. And he goes, yeah, give me the camera. I'm here. And he starts walking away. I go, what are you doing? I'm going. And he won't go. <laughs> <laughs> he runs away with the camera, so I, I don't have a picture of myself with yeah. the Rangers because like, he wouldn't do it. But yeah, nothing like taking your son and embarrassing him. Totally. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that in the future. Uh, it's it's a good feeling. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's nice. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we have been recording for quite some time. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, I, how about we just uh, wrap things up with the sure. with the... Like, what are you looking forward to in the coming years from not just the fandom, but Godzilla stuff in general? Okay, Godzilla stuff in general. Um, I'm really excited about the new movie that's coming out. The Legendary Pictures film. Legendary Pictures film. Um, I think I'm allowed to say that I was a background walker on Nautilus. Sure. I think I'm allowed to say that, which some people will probably scratch their head. What, What is he talking about? But like... I think the audience that listens to the yeah, show okay. probably. So I'm really, I'm really excited about, I'm really excited. You know, there's very next to no chance that you'll actually be able to see my face in anything, but what the heck, you know, that it's just a dream come true thing. Sort of yeah. like to, you know, be on set for a couple of days. Um, the, um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm actually really excited for other reasons uh, about that, and I'm really hoping that it turns out well because who knows with these things always. But I think there's right. a much better chance that this movie will turn out well than the movie back in 1997. Good. Yeah, good, yeah. Good. I think there's a much higher chance that this will be okay. I, I can't. Oh, I, and if I I would be remiss by not talking about the. I, I think Phantom Dream come true, and thanks very much to Mr. Tim Bean who unselfishly coordinated it. The fact that Akira Takarada was asked to be right, in yeah. that film and the fact that that really was a fan thing you know yeah. it was and and it's it's so it's positive from two points of view it's like look what we did when we get together who cares if we argue sometimes yeah yeah you know if if we can sometimes get together and pull off something good that's what it's all about you know so so you know yes we'll have differences so what everybody has differences but there's good things you can do when you work together so do that so that's wonderful and thanks so much to tim who unselfishly did that um and 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 it's fantastic to Mr. Takarada who's done so many good things for us. He really has, you know. Um I'm not just talking about I he's just a really nice person who really yeah. cares about He seems very, very nice. He's very, very nice. And I'm not just talking about G Fest when I say us. I mean he's been to Chiller now. He's been he's 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 very open to fans. He's he's you know, it's it's great. It's you know. And um and that's fantastic. That's really good stuff. So, you know, so I, again, I, you know, I'm hoping that, that, that Godzilla fandom continues to grow, I guess, and, and we do good things together. And more than that, that the, you know, the film actually, who knows what will happen with the film? I mean, you know, maybe it will be a big success. Maybe it won't. Maybe, you know, North American audiences will show more, no, no more interest in Godzilla than, you know, sometimes the Japanese audiences. Yeah. Have shown well, I think, time. I think regardless of what happens, as if it's a success or a failure or just mediocre, whatever, the film coming out will bring more people who liked Godzilla and before it's, it's out just, to, to, to sort of be more curious about what, it's what's happened. It's the 60th anniversary too. It's totally, coming, it's the 60th anniversary film. And in this time, there's been a 10 year layoff. It's a big American film, but I think it's an American film that's trying to get the, trying to do the right thing. Yeah. 
Like well, they're trying to make it a Godzilla movie. It's not the intention of it is not to to make to remake the beast from twenty thousand fathoms as a Godzilla movie. I know there's people out there who will argue with me about that, but you know what? You're wrong. <laughs> Just look at the evidence and look at what happens yeah. in the movie. I don't have time to argue that one now. But anyway, yeah, we definitely don't have time. But yeah, yeah but yeah. So I got the last word. Ha! <laughs> That's what ha. it is. It's a remake of Beast. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, I think there's a lot of positive stuff. So it looks like fandom will you know be blessed with a new movie if we hate it we'll all get together to talk about how much we hate it and watch the old movies again if we love it who knows what will happen next so positive time right on cool well thanks so much for sitting down and talking for so long i was gonna say yeah that's <laughs> really cool can't shut me up once i start i like those interviews it makes them very easy on me anyway what's your favorite out of all the 28 godzilla films King Kong versus Godzilla. All right. Well, I will be happy to play something uh, right now from King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla. 